This is a Final Show Films actual play. Hello everybody and welcome to The Invasion One-Shot, a Warcraft RPG one-shot that we're doing. We're not going to have a simpler life this week, uh, just because that the, the Sunday we would normally record it is Mother's, is Mother's Day, so we're not going to be playing that day. So we're doing we're getting together a little earlier to do a, uh, a one-shot. I am Sensaku, also as John, and I am your GM for today. And joining me today is... Holly. And who are you playing? Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> playing, I'm sorry. Um, playing, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. It's exotic. No, but my name is exotic. I am Pixie. Was it Polo Fuego? Pollo Fuego. Was it po- Pollo Fuego? Pollo Fuego. Pixie Pollo Fuego. It's exotic. And I'm a gnome tinker. Alright, and? I am William, and I'm playing Fire and Altaria, the human exemplar. And? And I'm Austin, and I'm playing Sulfurus Dawnrider, the uh, elven enchanter. Sulfurus is an unfortunate name. It is. That's alright, though. Why is it an unfortunate name? There's a dragon. Why? No, there's, there's, there's a, a fire It's lord. a fire lord named Sulfurus. No, there's, there's, no Ragnaros is hammer. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. right. Hey, you know, Ragnaros has a hammer named Sulfurus. So. Alright. So, this is the invasion. Uh, this is a this is a Warcraft one-shot taking place in the time of the first war. So we're gonna dial it back from where we're at in the simpler life. Way, way back to not uh year zero. Um I don't know what the I don't know what the, the, the scale is. I don't know what the not the letters that come after zero are, but uh, it's currently zero. So the Human Alliance has enjoyed peace and prosperity for many years. The coalition of human, elven, dwarven, and gnomish races, living in relative peace with one another, a few border skirmishes here and there between the human kingdoms, but overall, most of their problems stem from monsters and the various bestial races that just don't get along. And there hasn't, there hasn't been a really good, solid war for quite a while, but... They, the Alliance uh, maintains its presence throughout the Eastern Kingdoms and, you know, likes to patrol around. And in that vein, uh, our player characters here are members of a special forces unit standing out of Stormwind, uh, colloquially known as the Extermination Squad. Uh, basically, they send you guys out and, and others like you out to deal with monster rebellions, things that are, that are causing threat to peaceful villages throughout And you are currently stationed in Elwyn Forest. And you've been assigned, uh, you are, you're in your barracks, Uh, there's, there's many others, there's many other like you, the three of you form a a particularly close-knit group, you've gone on many missions together, you've known each other for a while now, however long it takes to get to level 10, you know, um, (laughs) however many years that is. And you are approached by a, uh, a, a sort of an, an up and an up and comer amongst the alliance military. He's also a member of the special forces execution squad. He's not on your team, but he's sort of he's a lieutenant, uh, and, and he sort of he's, he comes around giving orders to to various things. He is fairly tall, has long blonde hair tied up in a foxtail. Uh, you know him as Zeon Albright, a young fighter. Uh, who has who has uh, you know earned earned his glory in the in the fields of battle? Um, he has these piercing green eyes that sort of stare through you at times. 
Uh, and he uh, is currently wearing he is currently wearing you know uh, very nice but not uh, not 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 too terribly showy but very nice uh, leather armor with you know red trim on it. And he approaches the three of you. Uh, oh, hello there, my favorite trio. So, guess who has a mission today? I expect that'd be us. Indeed, it would, my Dow friend. So. I've been told by our good lord, our good lord uh, Anduin Lothar, current leader of the commanding forces, as you know, uh, there is apparently a bit of a kobold incursion happening in the Black Morass, a small little border colony there called Farbon. I don't know why we keep trying to take the bone away from her. She just keeps finding it and bringing it back. I have the answer. <laughs> have the put it on, on the table. table. There you go. And now uh, the cat can chew it. Yeah. A, a small community uh, uh, to, the, to the north of the Black Morass called Farbog is currently being harassed by kobolds. They've, they've requested our assistance, and uh, Solothar has said that we can send the three of you to go deal with this. Figure it shouldn't take too terribly long, shouldn't be too big of a deal. It's kobolds. Yes, indeed. I mean, seriously. Yes, well, they were. They, apparently something's odd about this. You might do a little bit of investigation after you put down the scamps. I mean... Kobold to threatening people, that's odd. Yeah, not really, but so long as you stay out of the tunnels normally, but this, there's no kobold tunnels on record anywhere near this particular settlement. So. I have to say, caves in the Black Morass are a bit uncommon. Indeed. So, off you go. Alright. Uh, when you're done, just report back here and you'll find me. I'm around. Never hard. Nope. <sighs> Alright. Here we go. There's no reason to dilly-dally. Let's go. Into the swamps, then. Alright, so uh, the, the, terrain, the terrain in the first war is a little bit different than when you guys have last experienced it. Everything's a little closer together. As you set out from Elwyn Forest heading south and east, uh, you, you see, rising in the distance, you see the mighty Tower of Medivh. Uh, you all know him as the high, as, as a very important wizard. Uh, you've never really not met with him before, but his tower is sort of a landmark uh, in, in, in the plains of, of, of uh, Elwyn. Uh, it's very easily recognizable. It's sitting atop a massive you know, mountain. It's this, this massive tower. It's this big cylinder just jutting up into the air. Um, you go around it to the north and through... Is yeah, Karazhan's not a wasteland right now. Uh, you go around it to the north. Uh, I wonder what happens to make it a wasteland. You find out later. Um, to the north and south, you head through the, 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 the Swamp of Sorrows, as it's known still, as it's known currently. And south of the Swamp of Sorrows is the Black Morass. It's sort of an extension of the Swamp of Sorrows. They're technically two different locations, but passing from one to another, you don't really tell much of a difference. It gets darker. <laughs> it gets slightly darker. Do we feel full of sorrow? No, not really. The Swamp of Sorrows is mostly named there for tragedies that have happened in the past that aren't worth naming because they just named the swamp after it and forgot about them all. So, you end up in... Too many suicides. Yeah, too many suicides. You end up in the Black Morass, and you are approaching the town of Farbog, which is, as you were told, along the northern, sort of sort of almost in the border area of the Swamp of Sorrows and the Black Morass. Um, so, 
the town seems fairly fairly normal from what you can tell. It's a it's a farming community just trying to eke out its meager existence between these two massive swamps on what little farmland there is available to them. Uh, they mostly grow uh, water-based plants and foods. There's a lot of rice farming going on over here, just whatever they can whatever the land can support. Um, you also notice something unique to Farbog is that it's populated by furbogs. Um uh, there's there's a there's a large population of furbolgs, humans, and gnomes in this town, uh, and you are on the approach as you're as you're approaching. You see furbolg farmers uh, alongside human farmers, and, are, and because furbolgs are bear people. They're 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 large squat. Yeah, they're 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 kind of that. They're typically peaceful herbivorous uh, creatures. Um, they don't. They don't. They, they they tend to get along with. They're some of the more intelligent beast races in in the land, and they tend to get along with humans and gnomes, for the most part. Um, they're not as common on the eastern community. Yeah, they're they're not as common. That's why that's why it's unusual to see a town of them. But they do exist here in the Black Morass, um, and they're sort of just eking out a bigger existence. You, you, the the town is a is a sparse. Uh, layout of grass huts, reed huts, and then stone buildings. You can tell you can tell who built what. Should we describe at some point what our characters look like? By the yeah, way? while you're while you're while you're approaching this town, what do you look like? Because now it's important. <laughs> so, uh, Sulfurus is unusually tall, even for uh, for a high elf, and uh, he has the glowing elven eyes. His glow a yellowish shade of green. And he has um, darker yellow hair than most elves do. It's certainly not brown, but it almost might pass for sandy. Uh, he's built um, standard elven, you know, angular frame. He wears elaborate flowing, an elaborate flowing outfit, um, and he has uh, a well-crafted mithril shield on his back and a sword at his side. And you're trudging through swamps. Yes, to which he makes sure that everybody knows his distaste for the swamp waters. Alright. Farron? Um, Farron is, at, at this point in history, Farron is only 20 years old, so he's still relatively young. Um, very uh, tanned skin from living most of his life on the farms in Lordaeron's uh, outer villages. Um, his hair is a uh, very bright orange. Uh, pulled back into a long ponytail uh, with a, a full uh, beard goatee. Uh, and his eyes are a, a, a bright green, and he wears the plate armor of Lordaeron uh, with the tabard of Lordaeron on his, on his chest and the banner of Lordaeron he's using uh, currently to help walk his way through the muck with a long sword with a war blade on his belt. We're just going to say, uh, for some continuity, you, in the tabard you have has Lordaeron insignias on it, but the, the actual major, the, the major symbol on it is the alliance symbol, uh, and it's a black it's a black and white variant designated you designating you as part of the execution, okay. as the execution squad. His, uh, his banner spear is definitely that of either the alliance as a general whole or Lordaeron. Yeah, like your armor would still be like the footman armor. Yeah. Uh, just instead of the blue tabard of Lordaeron, you'd have the black and white alliance, the unified alliance symbol uh, with uh, black and white for the execution squad. Mm-hmm. And Pixie? Pixie is about two and a half feet tall, and she has bright pink hair and purple eyes. 
and she is wearing what appears to be the pelt of a chicken. Okay. I didn't know chickens had pelts. They don't. It's a it's a, it's a chicken down it's a chicken down uh, uh, thing. There's a dog barking downstairs. Um, and, and, and it's the body of a chicken. And um, the, the the more important aspect of, of you though, what are you riding on? I am riding on. It's like a catapult device, and attached is a giant mechanical chicken. Or it's the other way around. It's a giant mechanical chicken oh, with sorry. a catapult attached to it. Sorry. <laughs> Mechanist Rider. Strike that. Okay. Reverse. Yep. yep. Mechanist Rider with a, with a can in its throat. All right. So you approach the town. What you doing? Uh, well, I, say, I suppose this is the point where we find who's in charge and ask them what's troubling them, and then we go and solve the problem and come back to their praise and anthems, and we are all amazing and whatever, and we go back and get no recognition. <coughs> come on, they're fair people just trying to live their lives. Let's just give them a hand and be gone. That's exactly what I suggested. Well, you know what's troubling them. It's cobalt's. Yes. So we take the cobalts and then I attach bombs. Well, first we have to find the cobalts. Let's just then head, I take in, head into town. Come on. Follow. And then I just start walking into town. Right, you head into town. It's fairly simple layout. Uh, the the outer the outer area of the town is mostly farmland. Uh, once you get into the town proper, there's some there's some cobblestone, and then there's a there's a town hall. There's a town hall flanked by some uh, uh, by a small very small barracks. Like couldn't hold more than like five militiamen, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a, you know on the other side there's a blacksmith, uh, blacksmith some some various smaller shops and tavern. Um, I head towards the town hall. Uh, is the door shut or is it? It's open. It's open. There's a there's a little like wanted poster on the left hand side. Uh, what's the water poster read? It reads, it's it's wanted for a, a, the kobolds, like somebody to help deal with the, the kobold menace. I'm assuming they're asking the inquire inside. Yep. So I step inside. Oh, oh boy. How high up is the poster? It's about four feet high. I'm going to, like, jump and try to rip it down. Okay, do you have a jump check? I do have a jump Make check. a jump check for me. It shouldn't be a terribly hard DC. Okay. She's two and a half feet tall. She's having to jump more than double. She's having to almost double her 26. height. Yeah, you make it. Tink. You, you actually you jump you jump like five feet in the air and then hang there for a second. We're dropping right there. Then I go inside. Hello there. I call as I enter the town hall. So inside the town hall, you see there are there there are three people currently in a discussion. Um, you see what looks like an elder of the Furbog people. Uh, it's a large, very well-built brown Furbog with a, with a gray stripe running from the tip of its nose over its head and down its back. Um, you see a well-built, probably in his late 40s, human. Uh, looks like he, you know, he's got that sort of the build of a farmer. Uh, black and black, you know, salt and pepper gray hair uh, and a beard. And you see a gnome who's about three feet tall, uh, standing on a, a, a like a high seat. Uh, the others two are standing around the table. He's got this like sort of 
ridiculously high seat that's got like a step ladder going down from the back that he's standing up just so he can be on equal terms with them. They're, they're sitting at a table sort of having this discussion over, over you know, it looks like they're talking about, uh, you know, the farming plan of the, of the, of the community. The furball the, the, the goes, yes, yes, Grace, fine, I know, but we need to pull back from that area. That, oh, oh, hello, yes, uh, you must be from the Alliance, the human says. Hi, uh, I am Farin Altarin of the Alliance Execution Force, and uh, we were sent here to help relieve you of your cobalt problem. Ah, yes. I am Antony, the human head of our village. This is Grey Spine, is that pointing to the, uh, to the furball. Um, and this is... I'll be introducing myself, thank you, Baz Sprocket. Nice to meet you. I'm the leader of the Gnomish community here. Um, yes, Baz. Uh, we, we sent word. Uh, is, is this all that's come? Well, to be frank, if it's cobalt, this is all you should need. I bounce up and down holding the poster. Well, I don't think they quite got our message. Uh, you see, the problem is, and at this point you hear ding, 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 oh, ding. Oh, Problem's outside, so let's go deal with it. Yes, you, you'll see. Um, you'll head outside. I take off my shield and uh, draw my scimitar in a very bored fashion. I draw, I draw my long sword and march with my banner I get into my chicken. As you all get out of the building, you see... Normally when you when you see a kobold raid, you expect five or six kobolds. Not more than that. Uh, there are currently 25 kobolds pouring into the village from, from, from the south. Mm. Wow! That's what I meant by our problem. Well, this Sunday's got a lot more interesting, shall we? And by interesting, you just mean longer. Can I get a pencil? I can't catch for shit. I am part of this. All right. So let's go ahead and roll some initiative. Rolling initiative. Initiative. When you when you get to treat cobras as a swarm. <laughs> So 20, 20, 20, 21. 21? All right. My agility is one more stat. What's yours, Farm? Uh, my agility is 18. 18 and... 14. What's your name again? Sulfurus. Sulfurus. Apparently I'm the Hammer of Ragnaros. Yes, you are. 14. Learning new things. Right. I feel like we have to say your name in a dull... What's your initiative modifier? Your full name is Sulfurus. Okay. Uh, roll a d20 for me. Tell me what you get. Just, just a straight D20. Four. Okay. So the kobolds are going first. So it's kobolds, pixie, firein, and sulfurous. All right. So the kobolds converge. The, these kobolds, they are moving faster. So, so you've all encountered kobolds before, and typically they're very reactionary. They don't, they don't, they don't like to do much if you don't provoke them. Uh, these are pushing forward with a frenzy you have never seen before in their eyes. You can the, you can see ter- the look of terror uh, is very clear upon their face, and they are just lashing out at whatever they can. You notice that a good number of them do not have candles on their head. 
Um, and they are just they are just in fear, lashing out at whatever gets close to them. They're tearing apart, you know, buildings and, and villagers are running from them. Um, their pickaxes are, you know, just slamming down left and right. And they get very close to these... They, they, they still don't move very fast, but they get... They, they, they start to crowd into the city square. Uh, so from where you guys are, you guys are right outside the town hall. You're about 25 feet away from this mass of kobolds that have pushed in from the south. And they're sort of spreading out left and right. There are 25 of them. Any uh, knowledge is relevant? Uh, what about knowledge of military? Sure. Actually, I have a lot of military tactics as well. Uh, 19. This is not... This, this, this does not look like an organized raid. This looks like a retreat that somebody has gotten caught in the middle of. Somebody okay. being the village. Uh, my military tactics is... 31. There's no organization in this. They're just flooding through. Yeah, they're just terrified and the village is in the way. Yeah, and they're going to rip their way through the village as best they can. <clears throat> Alright, so that was their turn. So, uh, Pixie. Okay. Uh, I get into my chicken and... I am going to... You said there's 25 of them? Yep. Uh, are they all in separate areas? Or they're, they're, they're spreading out now. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're sort of like they, they've, they've come into the square and immediately broke left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's just three separate tendrils of them going left, right, and center. I'm going to go for the center. One. Okay. And I am going to fire. I'm going to go with one of the big bombs first. Okay. Yeah. So with the big bomb, you're going to get you're going to get about seven of them. With the big bomb. Alright, so go ahead and make your attack. Okay. 30-foot rated DSEO. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what am I at? The attack is under your weapon section. <coughs> and, like, it's a DC um, 10. Like, AC 10 to hit the spot. Yeah. Right. 29. Yeah, you hit it. All right, so go ahead and roll damage. That's gonna be two d six bludgeoning and two, or, or, sorry, two d six slashing and two d six fire. And don't forget to roll your use tech device. Yeah, good. Uh, Am I rolling a d twenty for that? Yeah, roll d twenty plus don't your plus your use tech skill. Basically, don't roll one. That was not a one. All right, you're good. Okay. So you want different colors because some of those some of it's oh. fire. Thank you. Good. Sad. I think it's 46. That's 9. Yeah. 9 total? Yes. Yeah. I will really Alright, so you... <laughs> the, you uh, what, what animal do you launch? Oh, a cow. Alright. Did you start the process? <laughs> so, uh, that's my mind. Right. So, uh-huh. I shove the cow into the chicken's butt? Well, it's already loaded. You've, oh. so you, you've already got a certain amount of them loaded into the chicken, into the chicken already. So... Uh, it comes out the mouth. Yeah, so 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 Pixie reaches down to one side, like cranks a cranks a handle on the side of the on the mechanical mm-hmm. rider. Its neck suddenly elongates and like sort of stiffens and arcs up, uh, and then smashes a button on the other side of the mechanical rider. The mouth opens up and just this miniature cow just launches into the air. And this this thirty foot radius uh, where these seven uh, kobolds that are racing towards you were in just explodes in fire and shrapnel. All seven of the kobolds 
just sort of just sort of fall about hitting the ground left and right as this bits of metal and fires scorches them and blasts them and then very ever so slowly they sort of push themselves back up to their feet and start moving forward again but much slower this time and then the the, the beak of the mechanical rider tink click close and I get a second attack right? you do and your 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 mechanical rider is still loaded so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you can house. I'm gonna say you can house three of the large ones in your mechanostrider and five of the small ones. I'm gonna go time. with one of the small ones for the second attack. Okay. So you uh, aim for the guys more in the front or more in the back? Uh, more in the front. Okay. So you can get. You can, you know, let's say you can get three guys in this next blast. Okay. Um. So roll a use tech device. <coughs> uh, use tech device first. 20 on the die. You hit it. All right. Okay. Roll to attack. Actually, it's just use tech device, and then it's, it hits the area automatically. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an AC. It's a throw, yeah. It's a throw. That's right. Oh, um, your your thing's a plus one. It did 10 damage, not nine. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. Because she's got a plus one order. Oh, in that case, they all died. Oh. And 10 points. <laughs> yep. So can it, I still shoot another Yeah, you can shoot another one. So, so yeah, you can shoot another section with your second attack. Okay. Um... That was 25 to attack. Yeah, that hits. Hit. All right, so go ahead and roll damage. 2d6, bl- 2D6 slashing, 2d6 fire. That's better. Um, and then plus one because you're kidding. That plus one's already working out. Yep. yep, all right, you kill three more. That one was a little chicken. All right, and again, same thing happens. (laughs) Although it's a much smaller explosion than the cow. Feathers are everywhere. And you kill three more. And what was that, left or right side? Uh, Left side. Okay. All right. So there are now 15 kobolds left. Five left, five right. Five center. Alright. Uh, and it is Fireman's turn. Careful with those explosives. We're still in a village, remember. That'll be fine. Uh, there is now a crater in the cobblestone square. I, 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 I raise my banner in front of me. For the Alliance! And for the light! And I charge straight down the center. And when I get there, uh, face me! Pitiful creatures! I, I use my uh, furious charge to issue a demoralizing shout. Okay. What do they have to do for that? Uh, they don't do anything. They're suffering minus two pe- morale penalty on damage rolls for the next turn. Alright. Okay. And I charge <coughs> the first one that I can reach in the center. Alright, you're your one. Alright. So then that's my only attack, but exemplar, better charge. Anyone who charges with me this... Myself and anyone who charges with me this turn... Uh, get blur. Better charge. Uh, plus one to AC and saving throws, attack rolls, and damage rolls. Okay. So my AC is currently 33. Exemplars are good. They're very good at helping your team. Uh, that'll be <coughs> uh, 31. What are you using to attack? My whole blade. Okay. Warblade? Yeah. Is it a longsword or is it a... It's a... Yeah, it's bigger than a longsword, but it's still a one-handed sword. It doesn't have the enhanced crit range. It has more damage. It has it two blades or just one? Yeah, it has two blades. 
Oh, yeah. it's a blade up top, blade bottom. No, it's it's sorry. One one is that like a bastard sword, basically. Yeah. Basically. Okay. 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 Sorry, I was trying to figure out. Because you said war blade, and I was thinking the yeah, the war, two. That, that's a war blade. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, what, what was it to hit? Uh, thirty-one. Yeah, you hit. Then I need my D eight. Uh, 11 damage. Alright. You kill it. So you run up to this first kobold, shouting with your with your banner held high, bring your warblade across and just cut it down. Uh, and it just sort of slides apart, blood spraying left and right. Alright, it is now Sulfurious. Sulfurious' turn. Sulfurious sighs. Time for the pest control squad, I suppose. Walks forward and... Seemingly lazily slashes at a kobold. And does a 30 confirm a crit? Yep. <coughs> Deal 30 damage to it. Slice it in half. She just grind skull with the scimitar. Alright, top of the round, back to the kobold. So. Uh, there are four on you, four on you, and five that are just around pillaging things. What's your AC? Uh, 30. Sorry. Uh, 30? The, the demoralizing shot, by the way, affects any, any enemies within 30 feet of me. It's about a... So they were 20 feet away from you to where you're at now. Um, they've moved... Which... Did you go... Did I went left. You went left? Okay, so... Um, so it probably wouldn't affect his group, but my group... Yeah, it'll mine. affect your group, but not his. My group gets minus two on damage. All right. AC 30, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his 30, yeah, his 30. Roll to confirm. Doesn't doesn't crit, but hits. Miss. Miss. Hit. I, 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 you guys literally let me stunned. What, do you think I just threw challenge rating one creatures at you? Also, no. kobolds have pack tactics. The more no, they're I right, got you. <laughs> You had this stunned look on your face. No, that's because I have an itch like way up in my nose and I can't get it. <laughs> like, none of that of me. Also, the more kobolds die, the better they fight. I believe that was also part of the kobold pack tactics. Mm. I know it's in kobolds. Uh, yeah, kobolds have that. I don't remember if kobolds do too. Kobolds are fun. They're a horrible PC race, though. Yeah. And as your teammates die, you fight better. I mean, I guess if you got cheap revival. Right. So you take 13 points of damage and roll a, cost- roll a, a fortune save. 30. All right. You resist the poison on the pickaxes. And you take 10 points of damage. So you took a grand total of... 23. 23 points of damage. Oh, make another fort save for me. Uh, 26. You resist it. Right. Oh, the pain, the agony. I shall write a lyrical ballad. Alright, what's your AC, Fire? Uh, 33 right now because I charged. Okay. Hit. Doesn't crit, but hits. Miss. Roll to confirm. 
Hit. You got crit. Miss. It's worth noting that my shield bonus comes from me using my banner to deflect weapons. Yeah. So. My shield bonus comes from having a shield. <laughs> my shield, my banner gives me plus four shield bonus. That's adorable. My shield gives me plus six. I'm trying to remember how much, what the crit on pickaxe is. I think it's, it's times, times four. I thought it was times four. But... All right. Pickaxe is hard when they crit. Yeah, they do. Well, you know. They don't do a lot of damage, which is why they crit so hard. Because they're pickaxes. You take 11 points of damage, make a fort save. You make, you take, shit. Um, that was the crit, too. You take 28 points of damage, make another fort save. That's even higher. Uh, 30. Okay. And you take, take 8 points of damage, make another fort save. 32. Alright, you're good. You resist all three poisons. Alright, uh, now it is Pixie's turn again. Okay. I suspect there will be exploding barnyard animals. Exploding barnyard friends. <laughs> they are your friends. Alright, so you've still got two big ones and four small ones in your bird. Okay, and how many cobalts? Uh, so there are five off to the right that are, that are just hitting things. Mm-hmm. Um, there are four around fire and four around sulfurous. Oh, I'm going to go for the ones around him. Okay. <laughs> Use one of the small bombs. All right, you'll be able to hit two of them. Can I make a reflex save? No, I'm going to use a big bomb. Are you going to use a big bomb? The, there's no save. There's no save for it? Nope. Does a 24 hit. So you can use a big bomb? Yes. All right. Yes, it hits. Okay. Roll 2d6 slashing and 2d6 fire. Do you have any energy resistance? I should. Any DR at all? Okay. I mean, I can if I want to, but I have to switch out my enchantments. 11. Alright, you take 11 points of damage, some of it's slashing, some of it's fire, and all four kobolds around you die. And you're, well, what animal was it? The horse. Uh, just a, uh, you, you look up and you, because you hear a, and you look up and you see a little mechanical horse. I don't even, I don't even, I know her. <laughs> you know what's coming. That's my to my. He was being too serious. Okay. Uh, fire. Oh, wait, no, you have the same attack. You have the same attack. Then I'll use the small bomb, and where are the other ones? Uh, there's four around fire, and five over on the right. I'll go for, uh, like, a few of the ones off to the right. Okay. Oh, nice. And... 25? Don't forget to make a use tech device. Oh, I'm sorry, 28. I mean, we'll just say that's the use tech device. <laughs> no. Hold on. Use tech device. What do I have to roll for it? Not a one. Not a one. A you roll a four, so what does that add up to? Uh, what am I adding to it? Your use tech, tech device. Oh, because at the bottom, which should be like a plus 15 or something. It, uh, it's higher. Um, yeah, you made it. 
than well, anything more than a DC 15, I think. Yeah, the DC 15. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's 19. Oh, also, um, um, the kobolds that are around me need to make a will save. And a 28 hits them? Yeah. So roll, roll damage. You gonna make a will save? Yeah, will save DC of 20 or be shaken. Currently? Yes. Or on your turn? Period. When they're near me. Okay. When they start, it's on their turn. Make it. What's the DC? 20. Make it. 11 again. Miss. Alright, you kill three more and make it. One of them one of them fails. Yeah, at the beginning of, at the beginning of Exemplar of inspiring with allies and terrifying with enemies. Uh, enemies within five feet of the exemplar must make will saves of uh, at the moment twenty. At the beginning of their turn they'll be shaken, they remain shaken for as long as they can see the exemplar and for one D four rounds thereafter. The mind right. affecting fear effect. We'll say we'll say the one that missed you was shaken. Because one of them missed you anyways. Alright, it's now your turn. There are now six left, two over on the right, and four around you. Uh, <clears throat> I strike for the light! I issue a battle shout. Uh, using one of my seven shouts per day. And I'll attack the one that's shaken. Alright. Uh, 29. Hits. Ooh. 15. Damage? Yeah. Yep, it's dead. You slice it down. And then I get a second attack on one of the other ones. Uh, 20. Hits. Kill it. Two more down. Alright. Sulfurus, you are now in a crater on fire. <sighs> Your clothes are singed. Sliced in places. Pixie just giggles and waves. <coughs> how far are the ones that are... How far are the pillaging ones? Uh, about 40 feet away from you. I will make a charge that somehow still manages to wave Alright, a lazy and half-hearted charge. Let me roll to confirm. Does a 27 confirm? Yep. Take 32 damage. You kill another one of the two that are over there. Alright, back to the top of the round. The kobolds, realizing that there are far less of them now than there were a moment ago, uh, turn and try to flee, invoking attacks of opportunity off of you and off of firing. Um, because there's one next to you, so you get entire opportunity. How many of them are next to me? Two. They're like one tower opportunity, so they don't have combat reflexes. I'm rolling to grapple. Does a twenty-seven pitch attack hit? Yes. Roll a grapple check. Uh, does... <coughs> 19 to 3 Uh, no. Hmm. 26. Grapple check. Oh, no, wait. It's because of my battle shot at 21. Oh, then yes. <coughs> That's right. The battle shot adds 2 to your uh, 26 shot. grapple check. 26? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get him. Uh, 13 damage. Kill. Sorry. 
forgot Bowsha as to do your attack. I pin him down with my shield. Hold here, we'll need to talk to you, I'm sure. Um, I'm, I'm casually looking you know, looking up and down my shorts, shaking, uh, wiping the blood off as I'm pinning him down with my shield. And does he even speak, Carmen? I don't know. Frankly, I don't care. Um, the other, the other kobold <laughs> takes off. Right, any of you going to pursue? Uh, if he's fleeing and he's the only one left, then I'll let him run. Right. I can't do anything, or can I? Uh, you do have a 50-foot range. You can only move 20 Which feet around. Which direction is he moving in? South. I'm you, gonna... could, you could peg him with a mortar. I'm going to fire a sheep at him. Okay. Small one? Small one. Okay. Big would be ridiculous. Yeah. It would also damage buildings, because he's no longer in the square. Okay. Uh, do I also need to roll a yeah. use tech? Device? Yep, yep. Uh, There's a 29 to hit him. Okay. DC 15 use tech. And... Don't roll one. Actually, yeah. it's a skill I... check, so... Can you fail on one? No, m- malfunction rating. Oh, yeah, it does have a malfunction rating one. Sorry. And that was like a 25 with use tech device. All right, yeah, you're good. Okay. Actually, no, with the... Um, with the uh, with the cannon, the malfunction rating is anything below fifteen. No, no, no. The the malfunction rating is what you roll. I don't know. If you, if you roll less than fifteen, it's considered a malfunction. Never mind. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's malfunction rating automatically malfunction if you roll a natural one. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if your skill check is below fifteen, then it malfunctions no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. But she can't roll that low. Eighteen. No, oh, you kill it. <laughs> For a little small crater. All right. Out of initiative, you have a kobold pinned under your shield. Do you speak common? It's just squealing. I believe I'll take that as a no as I approach him. I get down off my chicken and walk over. Okay. Also, no matter how noisy it is, you can always hear me. <laughs> I look over and poke him. The, the uh, gray spine... Um, yeah, the, the, the leaders have come out. The, the humans are like staring around. You launched explosives. Uh, yes, I, po- I apologize the for the uh, overzealous gnome. We're going to have to replace the cobblestone. But it killed them. It's really hard to get cobblestone in a swamp. But it killed them. <laughs> She's not even paying attention. He's just like... <laughs> Baz is laughing. Ba- ba- are alive. Baz is laughing his ass off. The human's worried about the price. And the, the, the thermal is actually walking over to the captive kobold. <laughs> that comment, you know, it's sort of like barking growl of this bear-like creature. And the, the, the whining squeal of the, of the, the kobold. Continue for a little bit. Uh, then it, it, it <clears throat> the furbolg. Uh, walks over to to Anthony and smacks him upside the head with a big bear claw. And, oh, oh, right. Sorry, uh, Pubbles. Um, uh, yes. Uh, Grayspine says that the kobolds are running from something. Uh, you do it again. He like motions for the uh, for Grayspine to reiterate what he said. Grayspine barks barks and growls a little bit. They said that uh, swamp creatures have invaded their tunnels to the oh. south and west. All oh, right, swamp creatures. 
It's what the kobold is saying. Step two of this mission, we follow the kobold to his lair, make happy-go-lucky friends with him. He turns out to be an alright guy, he sacrifices himself nobly, and we all come home heroes, right? Yes. I've heard this story before. And then we all explode. Yes, probably with you around. <laughs> All right, little guy. Do you want to show us your home? It... Poke. The quicker you show us your home, the sooner she stops poking you. It doesn't understand you. <laughs> it's Poke. Just being uh, Mr. Uh, Grace Vine, do you think you could convince it to show us where it lives? Uh, Grace Vine gives... The best approximation a bear can of a shrug. Feel everybody. I'm a verbal. You got shoulders. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's a heavy. It, they're not used to making that motion. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he barks and growls. Anthony says, uh, "Yes, if you'll let him up." Oh, right. I left my shield up. Alright, yeah, the the cold gets up, dusts itself off, writes its candle. Um starts trotting off to the south. Oh well follow me cobalt. This is uh Haven't done this in uh three months. Five. Five. The other cobalt was dead. Right, right. I wish I could have poked him again. Anthony looks at you all very confused. We Meanwhile, Animal House is going on around the mic. Why do you guys have to fight around the mic? Why do you guys have to fight around the mic? I don't understand this. Anyways, as we follow the couple. All right. So the couple leads you... Uh, at least the last couple spoke common. Um, so the the call leads you to the south and west, and we're going to see if he remembers his way back. I don't know if the string of profanities that Kobold knew count as speaking common. It distinctly said we're not going to take his candle. Also, he didn't let me poke him very much. When you say distinctly, those were the only intelligible words among a string of rather unsavory phrases in Dwarvish, Goblin, and of all things... Ursine. Well, I guess they must learn some of it from the Furbolgs, considering. I think he was mad. This is a very intelligent kobold you guys apparently he found. He did have rabies. I don't even know where he learned all his languages. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so the Furbolg leads you to some... Uh, you go through... You, you start treading through the Black Morass. So the Black Morass... Unlike, so the Swamp of Sorrows is like a proper swamp. Like, it's mostly just bog and fog and a couple of rotted trees. The Black Morass is a little bit more foresty than, than, than swamp. It's still fairly swampy. Um, but there's there are more trees and more dry bits than, than in the Swamp of Sorrows. It's fairly much... It's like, if, if you're grading swamps by, by general climate, it's a step up from the Swamp of Sorrows. Yay, just enough dry spots to remind you how wet you are. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's also it's also far less hot. It's far less humid. I'll be perfectly honest. It's a lot worse in the armor. <laughs> and fire is starting to give off a smell. Um, the the cold old, human. I, I, I always smell. I pull my boot forcefully out of a bog. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. 
She just leans Meanwhile, the mechanic's like, niche, 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 niche. Um, so the, the kobold needs you. For a while, you think you're going in circles because the kobold seems to be going in circles. Um, it probably takes you. A, it probably takes you a good couple of hours longer than it would have otherwise because this kobold got lost twice. Um, but eventually, you find yourselves. Uh, so it, it's led you south a little bit through the bog and then westward, westward uh, towards the mountain range to the west of the of the, of the Black Morass. Um, and eventually getting you up to the, the mountain chain that signifies the end of the Black Morass. Uh, it was a good, like, you, you by your reckoning, it probably would have only taken you about two hours to get here, but because the cobalt was leading you, it took about five. It would um, only take us two hours if we knew where we were going. Yeah, if you, don't, if you knew where you were going, but the cobalt leading you took you about five. Um, and he, he, he points to a, a cave. This cave is decorated with candles. Uh, up, down, left, right, and center. Uh, except that some of them look like they've been interrupted. Like there was something that came up and just like sort of smashed into it. You see, you see a splattering of, of wax along the top of the cave and along the side of it. Like something hit it and, and like liquefied the candles that were there. Um, Where do you things even get all that wax? I presume they make it from the swamp. <laughs> I... I've never spoken kobold in my entire life. I don't expect to pick it up soon. Um, and he's pointing fervently into the tunnel. Well, I guess whatever these swamp things are, we'll find them somewhere in there. I pull out my sword. Yay! More fighting. Wow. Chicken! You haven't healed yet either, have you? I'm not that injured. Alright. I'm more injured than he is, and I still have enough health. Alright. You into the cave. Does my chicken fit in the cave? Your chicken fits in the cave. You won't be able to fire the mortar inside. I won't what? You won't be able to fire the mortar while inside. It, there's not enough. There's not enough ceiling capacity. You'll have to be satisfied with your other weapons. You would. You would hit the. You would hit the ceiling and it would explode above you. That might be intentional. <laughs> if I just make a hole in the ceiling, then it would hit the side of the mountain because it's supposed to go up in the parabolic if I arc. Make a hole in the mountain. It would still explode further up because of the parabolic arc. What if I catapult our enemy further up? And then <laughs> <fire>? <laughs> if you shove your enemies up the butt of your chicken, it have to be. Yes! Di- it have to be diminutive. Anyways, what I'll do? You into the cave. It's dark. Right. Um, I don't see as well as a gnome, or quite honestly, even an elf in the dark. So uh, I don't mind if I pull out a torch. Can I cobble something for him to be able to see in the dark? Well, you guys only have low light vision. Yeah, we need we need something. Can I cobble something for all of us to see in the dark? You can try. Or he can light a torch. Oh, she's eating me. She's eating me. Make a cobble check. I'm trying. It's a craft technological device check. Okay. We could always just glue some of these candles to your banner. I'd really rather not get wax and similar order on. Thank you very much. Thirty-three. All right. Um, so, what, what kind of a, what kind of a device do you want to make? Um, just goggles that let them see in the dark. All right. Um, have like a little light hanging over them. All right. So uh, the, the gnome looks around, scratches her chin, uh, runs over, grabs a bunch of the wax candles, and then reaches into her bag and pulls out some mechanics and spare parts, and that crouches over. Ting 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 ting. Ting 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 ting. 
uh, turns back around and has what looked like a pair of the, a set of three metal goggles that have uh, like like uh, containers of wax and a and a little and a little like a, a little nozzle pointing out in front of them. Foreman's headlamps, the goggles, and and, and yep. she puts them on and turns them on, and gouts of flame shoot out the front and up. Providing, like, you're not sure what the goggles are for, but there's, it's like, basically, you're wearing torches. The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> you're basically wearing... Just for show. You're basically wearing torches on a headband. You go. Uh, all right. I'll take one. They're very stylish. Certainly. I say, looking at it with, just, a, just a, like, slightly bemused, like, this is probably not the first time he's handed something like this. You do, I mean, the, you, you do imagine that the lenses of the goggle would probably help with the glare somewhat? Mm. I put them on. Sure. It, it's, it, it's easy enough to lie. It's easy, it, she, she put a little easy, easy toss, which, <laughs> it looks basically, it looks like you've got horns made of fire. But they do light up the air. They do give you a 60-foot radius of light. So. Mm. Which for them is twice the set range. Yep, they have a little life. Yay! All right, so you have you have fire horns. Yay! I call them torch goggles. <laughs> all right, you're in a cave, and all three of you have fire horns on. <coughs> what you Did the cobalt go away? He's standing outside. Oh, oh. brother, in shall we? Why not? I'm using the banner as sort of a walking stick in front of me. Okay. So what are you guys looking for? Uh, tracks. Right, make that me... are cobalt size. Make a search check. What about a survival track? Survival check also works. Search or survival, whichever one's better. Yeah. They're both equally abysmal right now. 23. Okay. Right. 14. Okay, okay. So the gnome, the, the human isn't seeing much, but he's a human. Um, the gnome and the elf with their low light vision eyes see what look like you, they look like puddles at first, but then you realize that they're in the shape of like a tree root, kind of. It's like, you imagine that if, like if you cut a cross section of a trunk and stomped down to the mud, that's what it would look like. But these puddles are on rock. Any and knowledge of nature? <coughs> walking in the tunnel. Make a knowledge, yeah, make a knowledge check. Uh, 25. These look like the tracks of swamp beasts or tar beasts. They're, not, they're, 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 they're a, a breed of monster uh, that look... They, they basically look like plant life. Like, 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 a tree li- like a tree formed into a humanoid shape. They typically have funguses growing on them. And they typically live in the deep swamp. Like, like um, you'd imagine that you'd imagine that they would they would live in the middle of the black morass, not, not on the edge. In the edge, no. Tar beast, not a lot of sorts. In a cave, you'd think they'd live in the swamp. Maybe it got scared out, and then in turn scared the cobalt out. It's a wonderful chain of let's find a bigger monster. It's not as big enough to scare tar beasts. I'm actually kind of concerned. Do you know what happens to things when you cut their heads off? They explode? Gotta be perfectly honest. 
If something's big enough to scare a tar beast, it's probably actually a threat. It stops being a problem without its head. Let's go. I say walking forwards. You need to go through this. You need to go further into the tunnels, or back out. Um, uh, do you think <clears throat> tar beast might have something on it? Souvenir of a battle from whatever scared it off. Yes, because tar beasts are known for collecting. If I find an axe and it's high, I'm going to say it's something smart. If there was an axe and it's high, I don't think it would have gotten here this healthily to scare kobolds away. So, this way? Something scared it up here. And it's probably the only thing we're, the only way we're going to find out what. Fine. So, this way? Lead on, intrepid leader. <laughs> Pixie's like pointing in three different directions. <laughs> this way, this way, that way, up, down, left, right. Walking further into the cave. Alright, we lead tracks. your way further into the cave, following the tracks. So the tracks. Thump, thump, thump. The tracks stop about 70 feet into the cave. Look up. Make a perception check. Oh, okay. spot. Would be what you're doing. 26. That's much better. My spot still doesn't great, but... 23. 24. You all look up, and you see mossy growth and, like, plant life on the ceiling and the walls. How many? Uh, there's a big splotch on your right, there's a big splotch on your left, and there's a big splotch right above you. Found him. Knowledge, nature, to know that these are indeed the tar beasts we're looking for. Check. <laughs> They are the tar beasts you're looking for. Twenty six. Yeah, they, they they seem to be dormant currently, but yeah, they're they're definitely the the creatures. I put my finger to my lips. Uh, is anything heal check to determine if they're injured? All right. Yeah. I believe I get a plus two because they're natural and we're in a natural environment. Uh, twenty one. Yeah, they're they're all three definitely injured. The, can I determine the source of the injury? Uh, like, not making our counter check. I have that too. That's why I told you to do it. Nineteen. Looks like they were injured by magic. I whisper. Magic appears to have caused these wounds. So, not just a bigger beast. Let's go while they're dormant. Exploding sheep. No. Not right now. Tarby started fun fight. I start walking out <laughs> quietly. Make a smooth silently check. I have an armor check penalty. And it's going to do a thing. Oh, wait. Not if I roll a natural 20. Uh, skill means, checks don't care about natural 20. I, I know they don't, but it's still a decent enough check. That um, means stealth? Yeah. Yes. Armor check penalty on plate mill on is 6. If it's magical, it's masterwork for me. Just only minus five. Minus five. Thirty-seven. So that's seventeen. Twenty-three. You're lucky they rolled a five. So they got a ten. <laughs> I'm not stealthy in full plate. They're <laughs> not stealthy. Not in full plate. I mean, fortunately for you, they're not good listeners when they're sleeping. <laughs> They're not good listeners when they're awake. They're just not good listeners. Never tell your tar- never tell it's, your sorrows to a tar It's beast. like a Santa Claus song. 
Alright, you guys clink, 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 clink quietly enough to get out of the tunnel without disturbing the Tarbies. Can we track it further up the swamp to where it came from? You guys rubber track. Yeah. Um, my spirit's a lot better, so. 19. 20. I don't have survival. Um, so you, you track the steps back to the marsh, but once you get to where it gets wet, yeah, it's hard to it, track. You, you lose track of the. the and like, cause they, they move through the swampy water, and so once they're in the swampy water, you lose their tracks entirely. Well, clearly in the heart of the marsh, I suppose, would knowledge of nature let me know where Tarby's, like, good homes for Tarby's that they might have been displaced from? Or? Earlier, this is probably the dead center of the marsh where it's deepest and warmest and wettest. All right. Shall we venture blindly into the center of the marsh? I don't really think we have a choice. I'm explosives. Yes, I'm aware of this. Do you know what methane gas does to explosives? Boom. Yes, quite. Alright, so are you just marching straight forward into the heart of the swamp? Unless there's any further information we can gather around here. But, um. <coughs> the kobold already left, right? Like, yeah, he, 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 booked it. he booked it. He booked it. Oh. Um, how deep is this marsh? From what you can tell, no more than knee-deep in places. It would be nice to have some sort of raft. Wow. The only person you can try to make one of I've already started. Would be her. Make your craft check. And I spoke. Like, Two as minutes. you're talking, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, Thirty-two. So as he sa- as you say raft, you hear this <laughs> as this big ru- big yellow rubber raft just sort of emits from the side of the of the of the uh, the mecha- mechanostrider and flops down into the swamp. Did you have to put the ducky face on it? Yes. If you poke it, it explodes. <laughs> She's a goblin. Cosplaying is a gnome. <laughs> Make an insight check. <laughs> okay. Did you get in it? Yes. As you get into it, it quacks. Can I fit my chicken in it? <laughs> chicken can't fit in it. But the chicken doesn't isn't hampered by the. Yeah, your chicken is fine. It's rough for the two of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> the chicken's not hampered by the swamp. Like you would be swimming if you were in the water, but the chicken's not. All right, so the two of you get in the, get in the raft. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're in a raft now. She didn't make paddles. She just made a raft. <laughs> I can use my. I can I, use the staff of my banner. I was about to say, I, I, I uh, take my sword and I slice a long stick out. And All right, so it's, it's, it's a you know you can what's it called? Gondola. It's, you can gondola style it. All right, so you guys gondola your way into the swamp. 
Um, it takes you a while to navigate into the depths of the swamp, and as you do, you start to notice that all the wildlife seems to has seems to have quieted. Knowledge yeah. nature. Yeah. But knowledge nature is a very good knowledge to take. It is. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah, so as you get deeper into the swamp where you would expect to be hearing creatures living in the area, it's getting really quiet until you get a certain distance in and you start hearing what sounds like talking. It's still hard it's hard to make out how far ahead of it because there's trees and, and fog and everything in the swamp, but the quieter it gets animal wise, the louder this talking Gets. I whispered to my comrades, I definitely headed in the right direction. Wow, this is a bit bigger than uh, pests. I just picture the cracking the whole time. <laughs> you continue on? Uh-huh. In the bright yellow duck. Alright. Uh, make me a. Stealth check if you're trying to be subtle. Yes. With disadvantage. All three of you. If my armor check penalty applies, because I'm not really like no. walking around. I'm just using. I'm just trying to paddle quietly. Yes. Yeah. You're using. Because your, you're still moving. You're, yeah, you're using your. Because you're still clank quack, clank quack, clank quack, clank quack. Quack, kachink, quack, kachink, quack, It's an armored duck. Quit. Um. I can't roll like this. Pixie, Pixie. <laughs> like how she just looks at you confused. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Stealth at disadvantage. 16. What's the disadvantage? You roll twice, take the lower. Mm-hmm. 16. 19. Twenty-seven. They're deaf. Okay. Um, well, the natural one. <laughs> Chink. Crank. Sounds like animals. Sounds like crickets. All right. So you, you armored crickets. You you, you you ease up into the uh, into the, the this thing, and you notice that there's a clearing ahead. You paddle over to a tree, and then paddle around the clearing, uh, around the tree, and look into this clearing, and you see before you. A massive, like, ebony structure. It looks like it might be a doorway with um, these statues attached to it. Each of these statues looking like cloaked, dark figures holding swords directly down in this, this like, this stone doorway in the middle of nothing. Uh, in the center of the doorway are swirling black energies sort of coalescing magically. And about 25 feet away from this doorway, which is on a plinth that has stairs coming down, there is a robed figure with large blue robes, a staff in one hand that has, at the tip of the staff, it looks like it's a bird, like a, like a carved bird at the top of the staff, um, holding his arms out wide to either side, enchanting. It's clearly a human with dark brown hair flowing back and down. Uh, and, a, and a, like a really finely cut beard. And flanking him on the left and right are these massive creatures that you've never seen before. They have... They're, they're built like a human, but they're twice as broad. 
wearing bright red metal armor with like white fur attached to it. Their skin is green. They've got these um, these strange. You've not seen it. it's like a fur helmet with horned spikes on it, and both of them have what looks like a massive great axe in their right hand. Um, they're they're like twice as broad as a human, roughly the same height, and their skin is green and they're super muscular. Spellcraft to identify the incantations. Sure. What in the name of the light is that? Uh, thirty-seven. It looks like he's... Or, oh, you, you can't identify the spell he's casting, but it looks like he's opening some sort of magical gateway. I have knowledge arcana to know if I recognize the figure. Sure. That's an 18. Uh, you've never met him in person, but the staff you recognize. The staff... What's the name of the staff? Atiyash. Yeah, the staff is called Atiyash. And it is known, as an enchanter, you would know that it's a it's sort of a mystical, legendary staff. Uh, currently known to be the staff of Medivh, the guardian of Tyrus Fall. And he is creating some sort of portal. Yes. Roll knowledge Medivh. <laughs> uh, that'd be a history or military knowledge. Actually, I have military. I have military. That's not an ability. Yeah, an ability. Whichever's higher. Uh, well, I know a natural one's an automatic failure. Yes. Perfect. But 11 on my military. 30. Um, where am I wrong? 34. So the two of you know that Medivh is the guardian of Tyrus Fall. You, you recognize him. You've seen, you've seen images of him before. Uh, he is set... <coughs> basically, he is this world's... <coughs> He is this world's guardian against extraplanar invasion. Um, he is set basically. He he is the he is the first line defense against the de- against demons invading the world. Um, and he is to that regard. He he doesn't have any specific military position within the alliance, but he is a highly regarded mage of some skill. Um, known to be a friend of Anduin Lothar, the commander in chief of the alliance military. And of King Lane. And of, yeah, and of King Lane Ren, the current king of Stormwind. I like that I recognize him by his stick and not by who he is. It's kind of like I've, I'm recognizing. I, it's like some famous celebrity walks out and I'm like, I know everything about that car and I can identify it perfectly. And some rich guy walked out of it. Yeah, yeah. That would be you in real life. You know, I don't know cars. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know the thing, you don't know the person. The but cake thing. They know the person. <coughs> Right. What you doing? What in the name of the light is he doing? Creating a portal to another plane. Which seems odd. That is Medivh, right? Yes, and it's He's wielding Atiyah. Atiyash. Atiyash. Well, he is on the side of light, is he not? I've honestly never held much trust for mages, but he's a friend of Lothar and King Lane. What's Pixie doing? <laughs> well, this Pixie's chewing on me. Not that Pixie. <laughs> okay. Um, the gnome. It's always confusing when you take the same name as your dog. I know, kind of. Um, 
What did you say? There was something black, swirly. Yeah. So in the middle of the door, in the middle of this giant stone doorway, there's this dark energy, sort of swirling in like sort of a vortex. <clears throat> I don't know if we can trust him. No, really. Usually, black swirly thing. Means I think that. we wait and watch. I. I think we need to see what's going on here and report back. Hmm? Well, as you finish that statement, all of a sudden, uh, Medivh stops and stops chanting and brings his hands together. And as he does, the swirling black energy in the gate coalesces into a green sphere and then <laughs> fills the entirety of the doorway with magic brimming, just lighting up the entire area, giving it a greenish glow. And as it does, you see... Your vision into the portal clarifies, and beyond the doorway you see what looks like a barren, desolate wasteland of red crags and not just a dead and lifeless world. And standing just opposite the doorway, you see another one of these green figures wearing this massive suit of metal, just black armor, and with a with a with a red hand emblazoned across the chest and behind him what looks like an infinite horde of these green monstrous humanoids interspersed with tall and lanky troll-like figures you've seen trolls before but these trolls seem different um they seem they seem you're used to forest trolls uh which are to the south uh to the south of normal human population these are not the same. They're, 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 they're green, like forest trolls, but they're bulkier and bigger and meaner looking. Um, and they, as, as, the, as the doorway clarifies, you see them start to march through. In, through this doorway, it's spilling out into the clearing around. I have a light. Right. Start paddling the duck. Make stealth check with disadvantage. I think you dice for rolling so high. Please roll high again. That's actually higher than you rolled last time. Um, I love these negotiations <coughs> with the dice. What was that? I love the negotiations with this dice. 19. It's as high as I can get right now. So as you guys are trying to back up away slowly, um, you hear one of the lanky trolls just sort of, there be something in the water, and an axe spinning and over and over and embeds in the tree right next to you guys. (laughs) <laughs> Let's roll some initiative. Where are trolls doing on the other side of the dark world? They are Draenor. There were trolls in Draenor. There were trolls and orcs in Draenor. They're similar. They're, they're basically the same as the forest trolls in Azeroth. Trolls are native to Azeroth. Yeah, there, there were also trolls in Draenor. And 
there had already been back and forth. Like there, uh, Medivh had already opened portals back to and from. That's why there were orcs on this side too. Okay. Uh, they, he had already opened. So this, isn't, this isn't the first time they used a dark portal. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's not the first time. It's the first time they used the dark portal. It's not the first time there has been transference from Draenor to here. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Like, trolls have gone back and forth because the orcs came, like, scouting orcs came to Medivh and gathering allies and stuff. Anyways. And there do exist trolls in Draenor, native to Draenor. They're not as many. and they, they, live in, they lived in uh, the, the northern, what's it place? Thing of the of the Gron? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. There aren't any trolls. Trolls are, trolls are an Azerothian species. Maybe I'm thinking of Gron. No, they did. Have, I, I do know that they have had transference before, but that's why there are trolls as part of this horde. Anyways, what we're saying is he wants to throw axes at us. Yeah, and no one throws axes better than a troll. Nope. Anyways, uh, so initiatives. Nineteen. Twenty-four. Eleven. Alrighty. What's uh, what, what yours? Plus nineteen. Nineteen. All right. All right. So you you're first. I'm guessing there's no way we can fight this horde. I mean, you can try if you want. Uh, there's a seemingly infinite number of them, but you can stick it out. So what do you do when you hear banjos? Paddle faster. Paddle faster. All right. Uh, so <laughs> you start paddling, and the boat spins around. Well, I mean, <laughs> with yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna hold it to paddle with him. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yes, we're going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys. Basically, I'm gonna say, uh, in order to operate the boat, you have to both paddle together, but you get double the movement. So, um, all right. So you hold it to paddle with him. As you do, the horde goes. The entire horde. The entire horde. Horde dead. Uh, no, it's not that many right now. Only only, infinite. Only if well, they can only go single file through this door. Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, I mean, they're like four abreast, mm. but it's it's single file four abreast. So it's like you know, that's single file but four in a row. No, that's not single. No, file. no, no it's, it's four abreast. Only, only, only basically the way it works is only one line can come through at a time. Yeah, they can't just like push out. But it's not like. A literal explosion of... No. This isn't how it went in the movie. No, it's not how it went in the movie, but this is because it's D&D and I have to... Yeah, it's like you have to make limitations for D&D. There are limitations in D&D. The movie hasn't come out yet. No, like they... They have have trailers and they're exploding out of the... the, Like like the trailer is... The Dark Portal is a lot bigger in in the actual scale it would be. Yeah, like, it, like, I don't move. remember a duck raft in the. <laughs> <laughs> Watch there be a duck raft in the movie. I will laugh so hard. The, the movie, the movie, the movie Dark Portal is probably close to actual scale is like fifty feet broad, and it's just like hordes of orcs pouring through. Yeah, yeah, but we're not we're not gonna kill you. Yeah, right now, anyways. Um, so the, the, uh, a, a flurry of axes. <laughs> Hit the trees and the swamp around you. None of them hit you guys in particular. But uh, it's now Fire's turn, and you guys paddle the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I, think, I, I think what you're thinking of is ogres. Ogres are native to Draenor. There it is. I moved my chicken. All right. So yeah. 
Yep. You guys, as you go, you, you do see some ogres coming through the portal as yes, well. Because ogre, ogres did not exist in Azeroth until the horde came. Big, big, meaty flesh piles just... <laughs> some of them with two heads. Um, coming through the portal, and you guys get the F out. We're going we're gonna to kill initiative there, because uh, managed to you, they managed to miss you, so you didn't, you didn't, they didn't pop the raft. Um, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. And your, your thing moves fast enough that you can just... Right out. Alright, so you all book it out of the swamp area, and you find yourselves back at the edge of the swamp where you entered it near the kobolds, or near the kobold tunnels. We've got a town that needs to evacuate now. Yes, and superiors to warn. And reports to file. I think paperwork can wait. We need to go now. We just say run, though, run. We may need to elaborate a bit more than that. So we need to. And no, that does not mean you need to fire your mortars again. We need to It'll make him run. Back to Farbog now. Double time. Right, you run back to Farbog. You make it in an hour and a half. Alright, you, you, you come barreling into Farbog. There, uh, Antony and a cup and a crew of human workers are trying to recobble the street where the explosions were happening. Um, I might suggest you drop that task and, how do the humans say it, get your butts out of this location. What are you talking about? Why? It's a bit bigger than kobolds. We've got, um... I don't even know how to describe it other than an invasion force. Medivh has summoned an extra planal, planar group of horrific creatures to come destroy the planet. Wait, who did what and how? Right. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> There's an in- I cannot describe it any other way than an invasion force coming through. Uh, okay, uh, he signals to the town hall that ding, 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 ding. The, the evacuation bell starts sounding. The Furbolgs seem very confused and Antonis trying to, you know, explain what's going on because he only barely knows what's going on. Um, you, you see gnomish, you see gnomish, uh, gnomish engineers running about, you know, hammering things in place. I, I need outriders sent to Lothar immediately. Uh, we don't have any outriders. You have horses. Not really, no. It's a swamp. Why did I ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> you guys do. You came in on horses. You have a mechanical chicken. I don't know that she can deliver the message properly. You guys have horses. You came we in, you came in with her. We need to go now. I that guess. would be advisable. And I am can excellent pe- at delivering messages, sir. Can you people get somewhere safe? Uh, we can, we can head north, I guess. We found an army. Yeah. I recommend moving fast. We, yeah, we can move as quickly as we can, I guess. We can probably be out of here in an hour or two. I hope that's fast enough. Very or to Lothar. The one beautiful thing about armies is they move slowly through swamps. Military lord to guess how long it will take him to get here moving as organized as they were. Sure. Yeah, no That is super leaning. That was not leaning, but it was three. Uh, 31. 13. If they move like human armies do, which is the only thing you have to guess off of, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll take them a while to get to the swamp. But you have no idea, you have no information to base that off of other than human armies. Yeah. And you're pretty certain those weren't human. Yeah. You know that troll. you saw some, you saw that there were trolls with him, you know trolls could, an army of trolls could clear that swamp in like a half an hour. But there weren't as many trolls as there were whatever the other race was. 
and whatever those giant pale pale things were. Yeah, we didn't giant recognize any tubs of lard. You know. them. There were trolls among the alliance of creatures. They may be quicker than you expect. Well, you don't know that. He knows that. Oh, <laughs> you were over three, sir. There, there were trolls among their number. Be careful. They may get here fast. Uh, we'll, we'll have the militia keeping an eye out. May the light be with you. We need to get to Lothar now. Alright. Yay, more running. So we get on our courses and start riding. You ride. Uh, yeah, you ride out. Uh, you ride north to the, uh, up, you know, retracing your steps as quickly as possible. I you feel like how we're delivering the Death Star blueprints. You know, yeah. you are riding probably faster than your horses could probably allow. Uh, go ahead and make an animal handling check to see if you can keep the horses moving. Uh, Not you. You don't need to. I don't need animal handling for the mechanical. No, the, the, the Strider can run all day. Handle animal is just as good as my military tactics. Um, oh, I have animal empathy because I'm a hunter. 31. 36. All right, yeah, you, you managed to keep the horses at, at such a pace that they can maintain their speed without dying, but also keeping them encouraged to move. Because they really don't like moving this fast for this long, but you, you sort of, you're able to pass along the urgency of your ride. Uh, and you make it back to the camp. Uh, just inside the Elwood Forest. Rush to the first person in charge that we see. First person in charge you see is Zeon, because he happens to be there. I mean, he's always... He's got a clipboard and messages. Zeon, do you know yes. Uh Vaguely, yes. Why? He appears to have opened an extraplanal portal and has summoned an army of giant green people uh, to take over the world, it would seem. That's a lot of information. In a very short sentence. I'm impressed. We should probably get Lothar. That would be advisable, yes. It follow me. Uh, he <laughs> turns around. <laughs> um, and uh, he takes you into a, a tent, a, a military tent. Um, this, 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 this small town is, it's, 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 a, it's a small little hamlet just inside, just inside the, the barrier of the Elwood Forest. And uh, it's used basically as an operating point for the Special Forces of the Alliance Stormwind Military so that they can, they can attack any obstacles quickly. And there had been some troll movement, which is why you guys were all there in the first place, to the south. Um, and inside you see Anduin Lothar and his advisors, uh, one of whom is Torellian, who is a, just a knight uh, setting off to his left. Torellian was there, he just wasn't piloting yet. Um, well, Pilot doesn't exist yet. Yeah, he doesn't exist yet. Um, and you see... So uh, Lothar is a, is a bull of a man. Uh, he is, you know, right at six feet tall, very broadly built... Uh, he's got you know, a dark brown beard and hair pulled back out. And on his back are two great swords. Um, one, of, one of which is basically the sword given to the defender of the crown of Stormwind. Uh, it's a... It's a it's, uh, what's the name of it? The, 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 the honor of Stormwind or something like that? Yeah, the honor. I think it's literally called the honor of Stormwind. Something, something like that. Or the guard of Stormwind. Uh, which is sort of a, a ceremonial great sword given to Stormwood's greatest heroes. The other one of which is called Quail Zalam. Uh, Kelsarar. Kelsarar. Would you? Animals, please stop playing around the mic. Uh, Pixie's playing. I don't think Lily's playing. No, it's either Kelsarar or Kelsarar. There's, there's a bunch of elder yeah. swords yeah. like that. 
Uh, that one is it's Kelsarar. It's a elvish great sword. Um, it's 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 an elvish great sword, which it's fairly legendary in its own right. Uh, and he, you know, outside of that, he's wearing you know heavy plate armor and uh, standing around a war council. As you all enter the room. I do hate to interrupt, but we have some news. I've said it enough times. Do you want to say it this time? Uh, my lord Lothar, we have an invasion force coming in from the Black Morass. Run that by me again. Medivh, extraplanar portal, army of green people. Medivh. Axis yes. trolls. Trying to attack the duck. I duck. <laughs> I relay as much as I can to as close as I can to a military report. Yeah. If what you say is true, it's quite disturbing. I, I do I do know that we don't have actual confirmation as Medivh, aside from it looks like Medivh and he was carrying a staff. Yeah. He had Medivh's staff. Unless Medivh has had a staff stolen, which is highly We haven't had any word from Medivh in recent time, so I'm not certain of what his current status is. Still, if it is an invasion force, we should prepare. You three, take a... Take, Lieutenant Zayon and a small contingent of our forces and head to Stormwind. I'm going to go investigate the goings on at Karazan myself, and we'll see you back there. If this is an invasion force, do you have any idea how quickly they'll be moving? Uh, they have trolls among their numbers, so they may be moving quickly if they can learn from them. Very well. I'll see you all in Stormwind. Go prepare her defenses. Glad to be with you. <clears throat> You're well. I'll be with you, and also with you. <laughs> uh, all right, you've given you've been given your orders. Yep, saddle up, head out. All right, so you all you, you relay messages. Zayon goes around frantically, you know, relaying, you know, grabbing people, uh, assigning duties, assigning such and such, placing, you know, placing a defense for this hamlet in, in and of itself, and mounts up with a contingent of troop with a contingent of troops uh, with you guys and heads. Uh, and you all head uh, north and west towards Stormwind. Uh, it's, it's a couple of days' ride from where you're at, and by about the second day, looking back to the west, you see what can only be described as fire. Fire's pretty easy to describe. Yeah. It's fire. Uh, it, 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 like, at night, it looks like the sun is coming up, even though it just went down, to the south and west, to the south and east. Are you ready to Stormwind? No, you're still a couple days away from Stormwind. Dog vomit. Did you actually? She didn't actually vomit. No, it's a little bit of spit. It's there. I can oh. see it. Because I think it is. No, yeah. it's not. Was it not? I think she might have swallowed it before she actually swallowed yeah. it up. Oh. Anyway. Fascinating you're, radio. Yeah, you're, anyway, you're, you're a couple days out from Stormwind still, and you see this fire raging in the Elwood Forest. Oh, that can't be good. I think we need to push on through the night. As long as the horses will take us. Right, you rouse the men. Yep. And set off. I'm going to say you guys have had at least a long rest by now, so you can go ahead and uh, restore yourselves to full health and whatever abilities you may have lost previously. Which I don't think any of you used any abilities. I used a few shots. Uh, are you going to use the time to cobble together some more explosive things to replace the ones you missed? That'd make me a couple cobble checks. Okay. No, at least just craft checks. Yeah, craft checks. Let me. Craft to cobble. Cobble is a cobble is a verb, not an action. Yeah. 
Cobble is a verb, not as he takes her ability. Yes. What am I? Uh, crafting uh, device. Or the or the crafty things on on those mm-hmm. animals. Twenty-four. Uh, the craft DC to make one should be 22. Okay. And 31. Okay. How many should I make? Uh, we'll say you get three rolls, so... Okay. And 33. Right, so you've made it. I'll say you've been able to make uh, three of the small ones. Okay. In that time. None, none, none of the big ones are going to be a little bit harder, but you managed okay. you, you to make three of the small ones. <coughs> Right. So you got three more of your smaller ammunition. And you press on through the night, eventually coming to Stormwind in the northwest. Or in, yeah, the northwest. Uh, Stormwind is not the giant that it was that it is in the central life. It is a much smaller city uh, as it is now. Yeah, it's, it's a. Well, Grand Hamlet was where you just left. Um, Which would eventually become Goldshire. Yep. Um. This place instead is uh, it, it, it's it's a castle. There is there's a definitive Stormwind castle, but outside of it is mostly farmland and barracks. There's no grand city right now. Um, it is it, it the walls still stand. It is, it is still in a very defensible structure area, and the moat still exists. But there's no there's no statues or anything. Um, there is a statue of Anduin Lothar uh, as because he is the, he is the commander in chief of, of the armies and, and of King Lane Wren as you enter uh, the two heroes of Stormwind currently um, standing guard over the entrance as you enter into this wide open grassland area. There are farmhouses and tavern a tavern and inn and other structures, barracks all around, uh, and then in the distance there is the castle of Stormwind. Standing tall and mighty against the against the mountainside in which it is built. That's where we're going. Yeah, you ride to the castle. All right, you ride to the castle with your small contingent of forces. You're drawing a lot of attention from the populace, the peasants all, all around, just sort of taking a break from mining and farming and, and woodcutting just to see what's going on as this armed militia rides through, accompanied by a very strange robotic chicken. Um, and you get up to the castle. At the steps of the castle, the honor guard, you know, sort of are standing there, sort of in their permanent statuesque pose, uh, shields shields out, swords down, sort of sta- flanking the stairs that lead up into the castle proper. Uh, Zayan, I believe you're our highest ranking officer. Yes, I am indeed. Um, pardon me. Yes, uh, special forces execution squad here. He says, pointing to his tablet, which is he's also wearing the black and white tablet of the of the execution squad. Uh, we have really important message from Anduin Lothar to the king. If you wouldn't mind stepping aside, please. We're probably going to have to get off our mounts. He says, you know, hopping down. Um, the, the, the honor guards sort of look around and break formation to allow us through. So Zayam leading the way. The rest of you following, you're not going to be able to take the chicken inside. The gnome hops off and is two, two and a half feet tall, just waddling past. Um, and Zayam leads you. Zayam leads you all up and into the throne room. You stand at the. You stand on this massive red velvet carpet, leading up to a singular throne uh, in the Stormwind. Uh, Stormwind throne room. The throne room itself is fairly open. Most most kingdoms, the throne room is enclosed. But in this one, off to the left, there is a garden, a private garden, and off to the right, there's a library of some kind. 
Uh, it's not, you know, it's it's fairly open. As it's a, not a military fortress. No, no. I mean, it, it is heading up into it, but the garden is like on a plateau and it's fairly open. If you're able to climb up onto it, then yeah, it's easy to get into. Um, it's sort of indicative of the storm wind of the of the, the Rin ruling style of being a man of the people. Um, they, in order to make people feel welcome and invited and invited into the castle, it's sort of open, um, less totalitarian. And sitting, uh, standing in front of the throne is King Lane Wren, a dark-haired man wearing very polished armor uh, with the, the Lion of Stormwind on his chest. Uh, looking down on you, hands clasped, and hands clasped behind him. Yes, I was told you have a message from me, for me from Salothar. Zayan motions to you guys. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, we are... Uh, we, were next, we were sent as an expedition force into the Black Morass to investigate uh, potential um, beast incursions on Farbog, the town uh, most residing down there. Uh, our investigation turned up something a bit more frightening. Um, we have found an invasion force being brought into our world through a missing portal. Uh, Lothar sent us to send word to Stormwind. Uh, I'm sorry, it's been several days right. Of note, Medivh was opening the portal and he was using extra planar magic to do so. Intriguing. The creatures brought through were massive green humanoids with axes. There were trolls and what I can only describe as lumbering meat sacks as well. Intriguing. And they're heading this way. Well, they seem to have lit the entire... What was it? Elwyn Forest on fire. They appear to have lit the entirety of Elwyn Forest on fire. That's disturbing. Are the people there safe? Have they been evacuated? We we, We gave them the signal to evacuate on our way through. We can only hope that they managed to find safe haven in time. Gods! He, he calls out loudly in the, the underguard approach. Ready the castle for a siege. Bring all the peasants from the populace around into the keep and into the mountains surrounding. I want every civilian that can possibly be harmed in this war safe behind our walls. You there, join with our guard. You will be, he- you will be here at the steps of this castle, making sure they do not get further in than necessary. Meanwhile, we will spread our forces about and... Pray that they do not come on way. You have to seek your seek your lieutenant for your further tasks, and we will prepare ourselves for a siege. As you wish, Lord. Right. So, uh, scouts are sent out through the front gate uh, to investigate on the progress of this marching force, and you are all sent out to. Uh, guard specific points. Um, the, the three of you in particular are sent to guard the main stair, which leads basically the one you came up to get into the castle proper. Uh, you are there with Zeon and, and basically the execution squad that was that came up are on this stair. So you're kind of like the second line of defense to give you guys a little bit of breathing room. Uh, the, uh, a large contingent of the honor guard and militia of Stormwind Keep itself are sent out to the far wall. The one that you came through to, to, to get into the like cities the farmland area, um, there are engineers uh, constructing fortifications, like reinforcing the walls out there, reinforcing where you guys are, 
Uh, in a remarkably short time, a handful of peasants are able to construct two watchtowers, very rudimentary watchtowers, but uh, stonework, you know, laid very small single man, single archer uh, towers just at, in front of the keep just to provide some additional support. Um, and you, you know, you sort of see all this, and as you do, you see the sun is starting to go down, and you see that fiery glow much closer. Than it was previously. Well, they'll be here soon. This is going to be probably the most dangerous fight we've ever had. Most likely. Anything you guys are going to do while you prepare? I'm going to make more bombs. Alright, make me, let's say you get two more craft checks. Okay. Are you trying to make the big ones or the small ones? I want to make some of the big ones. Okay, make me two more craft checks. <clears throat> I'm going to do my best to inspire the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26. Um. And... Would you rather take be able to take more damage or be better protected in battle? Can you make two more? I, I heard guys that rather they not hit me than hit me less hard. If you could take your armor off for a moment. I, I'm wearing the, 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 um... Excuse the squad tavern? The, the, the gambeson underneath. I just oh, take yeah. off the armor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. the gambeson. I, uh, sit down cross-legged over the armor and, uh, run my hands over it, ins- uh, inscribing it with magic. We, uh, professional military commander or persuasion to inspire them in? Military commander. Yeah. Twenty-nine. What do you say? I honestly am too tired right now to come. <laughs> so you come with a magnificent speech. It gives them all a morale boost. An hour later, I return your armor. It now has two more defense than it did. Right. So my AC is now thirty-four. And uh, I walk up to your <coughs> to your mortar. You like blowing things up, right? Maybe. Of course you do. I imagine it's something about the nobility of, of the alliance and how together we can stand against any foe, even the unknown. All right. I run my hands up and down the mortar for an hour, and shazam, your mortar does plus two damage. Shazam. All right. She jumps up and gives you a big hug. That's permanent, by the way. So is the hug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's just attached to you forever now. I don't know what to think of this. She won't let go now. All right. So the evening... You can't blow things up if you're hugging me. Hug. The evening passes. You eventually dislodge yourself from her. Um, and it gets on... Close to midnight, when you hear shouting and, and, and battle cries from the front gate, uh, you're pretty confident the scouts never made it back. Um, as the, 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 you hear... And all of a sudden, <laughs> chunks of the wall collapse inward as, as they get hit by what you can only imagine is a massive catapult of some kind. Just rocks the stonework. 
Um, you hear the sound of fighting and, you know, this echoing from beyond the, the, the stonework. Um, and uh, this sort of massive sound of a melee echoing from where the first guard is, prompting Zeon to uh, draw from his hip two blades. Uh, you notice he doesn't have a shield, but he does have two swords. Um, and the other members of the execution squad also, you know, prepping their weapons and I, the honor guard that are also there with you preparing their defenses. I pull my shield out and uh, draw my scimitar. I draw my war blade and plant my banner next to me. I give a rousing speech to my barnyard friends. What is your rousing speech? I, I'm too tired to come up with All these rousing speeches, but you can't come up with any. I give a drawing and bore speech to my sword. What do you say? (sighs) You've decapitated many heads in the past. These heads are different. They're green. I found that color really doesn't matter, though. When you're made of adamantite, you cut through everything, and you just don't care. And you know what? That's what I like about you. You just don't care. Alright. As you say, you just don't care. A massive chunk of the inner wall that the uh, that the people were defending collapses inward. You see uh, people come in. Uh, you see these green monstrosities marching in. Stomping over the bodies of the human defenders that were at the front gate. Dragging them in behind them. And leading the pack, you see these humans, uh, these sorry, these orcs, holding these massive uh, stakes that look like banners. But instead of banners, there are humans strapped to them, impaled through the impaled through the body. Their arms strapped to the logs, like to the log-like crosses. Their bodies held up in a grotesque war banner of this horde that is approaching. That's a twisted abomination of a facsimile of what you do. How disconcerting. Stand fast, soldiers. For the light and for the alliance. Chicken! Behind these green green creatures lumber these massive, huge piles of flesh uh, coming through, and behind them, one of them... One of them has two heads and has what looks like face paint on one of them. It's this sort of purplish paint, like in mystical runes on its face and on its head and on its chest. And it leans back, raises a hand high in the sky, and you see a fireball appear in its massive palm. I found my target. It flings the fireball forward and it impacts high on the castle, exploding, blowing chunks out of the wall. And as it does, this massive roar comes up from the horde. And they charge. Initiative. What are you going to do? Do it now! (laughs) Alright. 25 to 20? 20. 21. 17. 20. 21. 17. Uh, 
Austin, what's your agility? Uh, 20. Alright, and we need you to roll a d20. What's the number? Natural one. Alright, so... Pixie, you're going first. This would be a, top, a good time for a big barnyard friend. It's confusing when the dog's on top of me, sorry. So they're about... They're about 100 feet away currently. Alright, I'm going to launch one of the big ones. So they're technically outside of your range right you now. You can ready in action. I'm going to ready in action to launch a big one. Okay. You ready in action to launch a big one. Next, it's the Horde. So the Horde surges forward. They are and like... She launches her big one. Yeah. They're, they are 20, de- 20 men deep, uh, like, like across, and then even more further in. Um... And this line of green beasts with great axes high behind them, these tall trolls with axes in both hands, and even further behind them, these massive, massive creatures that I bring up the rear, uh, just pile towards the towards the uh, the castles, trampling and stampeding everything in their path, and they get up to the the first line, get in range of your attacks. All right, fire. Can you use tech device? Two. It wasn't a one. Okay. Um. Thirty-two. All right. Roll two d six slashing, two d six fire. Plus one. Plus three. Or plus three. All right. I use the arbitrary gold that William had left over and just. Enchanted. Eighteen. All right. The uh, the it goes off, exploding on the front lines. Uh, you don't see any of these creatures fall. Hang on a second. I'm just gonna mark out how many of them are in the front line. These guys in the second line. These guys are in the third line. Okay. Alright. Uh, so the, the first line hits the front wave of attackers. Where are you all positioned? I'm in all honesty probably in the front. Probably, front center? Probably uh, front to the left. Front to the left? Are you in the front or are you in front of the back? Uh, probably more to the back. More in the back? Alright, so you're, you're stationed behind, let's say behind Zaylon. Let's say Zaylon's also in the front line as well. Alright. Alright, so you are. Uh, you're getting two attacks, you're getting two attacks, and Zaylon's getting two attacks. <coughs> what should we see? 30. Alright. Uh, that's. Miss. Miss. What's your attack, Liam? Uh, my AC, uh, 34. Also, all of the all of my allies within 60 feet have plus one morale bonus to their AC. That's 18 plus 16. Uh, 34. 34. Alright, that crits you. That misses. Misses. 
Misses. You get one hit. You get one hit. It's only a crit. You get no hits. Hard to hit. Yeah, somehow got crit. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, roll natural 20. Natural 20 is natural 20. That's the thing. <clears throat> I mean, I can understand, like, not critting me. Well, this guy's on a tear. You take 66 points of damage. Ow. Great axe, triple crit. I think he's trying to kill us. I'm not trying to kill you. Roll a fort save. So for massive damage. I'm fine. These are level 7 enemies. <laughs> Alright. There's an army of them. I mean, yeah. Alright. Uh, it is now... Your turn. Is there a spellcaster nearby? Not nearby, no. I mean, they're deeper in. They're, there are two orcs immediately in front of you. Way too deep in to get to. I'd have to like... Current, you'd have to wade through orcs and trolls to get to them. That's probably not the best thing to do. Um, how well armored is this guy in front of me looking? Uh, he's, compared to, like, humans, they're not very well armored. They're... Uh, they're wearing heavy, like, sort of shoulder pad armor, but nothing really on the torso, and their leggings are more like a... It's like a fur loincloth okay. more than armor. So I'm going to slash him. I'm going to start real strong. 26. That hits. Good. <clears throat> um... He takes 15 damage. What's he wielding? A great axe. Second, uh, how, how injured do you seem to be by that? Uh, how much did you do? 15. What's oh, it? Trying to do math, it's not working. So you slice him with your sword, and you get you cut a good gash across his chest. But the, the creature is just roaring in your face. He doesn't even seem phased by it. I'm going to sunder his great axe. Okay. Just cut it right in half. Roll on pose. Attack roll. Alright. 28. Uh, 29. Do I get any bonus this time? Do you have proof sunder? I do. I rolled a four. Uh, he rolled a thirteen. Yep, I fail. All right. So you swing your sword down, trying to cleave through his great axe, and you catch the great axe like on the haft, and it stops. This is surprisingly more durable than you were expecting. <laughs> hmm. You didn't swing hard enough. I hit with the flat of my blade. <laughs> nice. Uh, Firing. Um. <laughs> That was painful. Uh, this person needs to not be in front of my face. <laughs> okay, we'll confirm that. Does 25 confirm? Yep. Sweet. D8s, I need you. Roll the D8s. I need you to hit hard. Uh, that's definitely, that's good. That's uh, 22 <clears throat> damage. Alright. So you slice it hard with your sword, 
Uh, blood sprays across its chest, but again, you, there's no reaction. You don't do as much damage as I do. I need to He's doing more damage than you did. What? He's doing more damage this than you did. Oh, he crit. I rolled a five and a four. <laughs> Twenty-three dead. Uh, that hits. Yay. Um, fourteen damage. Alright. Alright. Again, you slice them again. There's no reaction. You fought berserkers before. They seem like they're barbarians. They seem like they're berserkers. Where's they are? Uh, which also makes them immune to fear. Uh, I will issue a battle shout, and yeah, you, you specifically you fought trolls. Yeah, you fought troll axe throwers before, and you know how they berserk. This is very similar. Yeah, I'm going to issue a battle shout and have my allies hit harder and better. Okay. What does that do? They get plus two to attack and damage. Right. Sweet. I can. You see Zeon on the side swinging his uh, swinging his pair of swords. They're all really good for him. I like the noise that he'll make when he rolls by five. I know, right? Very satisfying thud. Five, five, six, six. Okay. <laughs> Five, five, four, six. Jesus Christ. Oh, also, um, while I'm holding my standard, all enemies within 60 feet of me have a minus two morale penalty to their armor class. Okay. They don't have a great armor in the first place, but... Uh, so you see, looking over to the side, you see Zeon uh, slash up with his sword and then follow it up to the other side. Uh, Gashing an axe into the chest of one of these creatures and blood just like sort of spraying over him. He then brings both blades back down across, slicing through the neck of it and decapitating the orc in front of him. Or the creature in front of him. Out of game, the orcs. Yeah, out of game, the orcs. But the, the creature in front of him he decapitates. Uh, top of the round. Uh, pixie. I'm guessing another uh, big, big barnyard friend. Yep. Big barnyard friend. You have two attacks, I need. Yeah. I do. Fire both. That was a 20 on the die. Alright. And tech. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that, that was good. Alright. Um, Did she crit with her? No. Because her effect, yeah, didn't make that. The splash damage. Um. Roll four. 46. 4d6. 2d6 slashing, 2d6 fire. Good thing these aren't like 5th head barbarians. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because an army of 5th head barbarians that take half damage from everything. Except for her fire. Except for fire. 12. Alright. No, I'm sorry, 14. Versus an army of 2.5 head barbarians who just take 5 less damage from everything, mm. period. <laughs> 27 to hit with the second attack. Well. Two to five, depending on where they are. Basically, you have to not that roll hits. one two hit with your attack. I did not roll a one. For Basically, your all your d twenties are. Was it a one? No, you hit. Yeah. And, 
Nine damage to each. Okay. It's like including your plus three. Oh no, it's just DR1 if they're seventh level barbarians. Alright. Uh, their turn. Ford's turn. Um, two attacks on you and two attacks on you. Or two orcs on you, both. <coughs> Miss. Hit. Macy's up my one, don't forget. It's 31 right now? Yeah. Yeah, hit. Rolling to confirm. That's a crit on you. Crit on Sulfurus. And two on. Miss! Miss! AC of 34. Yeah, they both miss you. Two hit you, one of them crits. Um, I'm gonna roll two twelve. Sixty-three damage to you. Okay. And then sixteen damage to you. Okay. So sixty-three on the first, and then sixteen on the second. All right. And then two attacks down. Dismiss. Alright. Uh, Sulfurus. Let's actually sunder their axes this time. <laughs> the uh, battle shot lasts for five rounds. Alright. Wow. I do it again. Making a post attack roll. Don't forget to add two. Okay. 32. Thirty-three. One more. What? Thirty-six. No, sorry. Thirty, not thirty-six. Seventeen. Finally. <laughs> it's an axe, right? It's yeah. a wood half to weapon? Yeah. I can't not cut it in half. Alright. He's holding suddenly, suddenly one of the orcs in front of you is just holding an axe. A stick. Alright. And that's going to be Fireman's turn. Uh. Oh yeah, the uh, orcs fighting me need to make will saves. They're berserkers. Alright, they can't be feared. Yeah, you discussed that last round. Yeah. And they also can't suffer from shake all because they're immune to fear. Damn you, Berserkers, being immune to fear. <laughs> the whole point is that you're supposed to scare you, yeah. Hit the bar. That hits. 
16 damage. Alright. You slicing it to ribbons, it's still standing. Yeah. Oh, I know. 17 damage. Yep, he's still standing. <sighs> That's all my attacks, though. Alright. Zayn's gonna go now on. Uh, another orc has stepped up to take the place of the one he decapitated. And while, he, while this fighting is happening, you guys are seeing these axes being just lobbed over, over your heads. He's striking the guards that are further back up the stairs from you. It's just like sort of a rain of hand axes just being flung end over end above you. Why am I rolling straight 19s? I just want four 19s in a row. Where were those 19s when I was trying to kill you two? <laughs> well, let's see. You got some 20s. <laughs> I did get some 20s. I got 120. 120 for you and 120 for him. Alright. Xeon uh, you know, slices into another one of the uh, orcs in front of him. Alright. Call the round, Pixie. Alright. You're out of big sheep. If you want more, you have to reload them. Uh, I'm going to reload Big Loss. Alright, it's going to take a full round action, but you can reload all three. Okay. Right. Pop off the back of your chicken, start shoving animals. Alright. Uh, the horde's turn. Miss. Miss. Is one of those me unarmed? Me- yeah. Do I get a tax opportunity against him? Sure. Mm-hmm. Miss. 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 Miss! Yay. Miss. Miss. The race is bad, right? What'd you roll? 24 hit. Yes. Okay. So a three on the die still hits. He takes 16 damage. Okay. Alright. Oh, your stuff is heavily enchanted. What? Alright, your stuff is heavily enchanted. Sulfurous! Because that's my jerk. Alright, the other one with an axe needs to not have an axe. So Sunder is axe. Hey, I rolled higher than a four. Uh, forty opposed attack rolls. Natural twenty. Which is it's uh, opposed, so it's, oh, not it's opposed. That's right. uh, which makes it a thirty-six. <laughs> Forget you! Cut his axe in half! <laughs> and now I'm going to strike him. Okay. Strike or strike him. Strike him I've already injured. Yeah. Twice. You know, having a good crit range doesn't help if you can't roll above a six. <laughs> 22 to hit. That hits. He takes 14 damage. Okay. Uh, fire. Okay. So, I will attack this engine one again. Please, just die already. Um, plus 15, 29. Hit. Dealing. Five plus one. 
16 damage. You kill him. And because I killed him, I get to shout for free. I will issue a uh, another battle shout to refresh the duration of it. Okay. And then I do I have any shouts that will actually affect them? You have any healing shouts? Uh, no, unfortunately, that's not how shouting works. None of you have healing abilities. Mm. No. Wonderbar. My healing is I prevent my enemies from doing damage. It hasn't been working out, has it? Well, uh, they don't have weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bash the other guy. Okay. Technically, it's a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Those of you listening to the podcast couldn't see it, but one of the cats tried to jump up onto the back of the couch and failed. It's actually a thunderous blow, which I need to. Shockwave spell on my point of attack. Or not shockwave, thunder, thunderclap. DC resist is 10 plus half the character. So DC to resist is 20 for a fortitude save. And okay. How many are there affected? What? How, how big is the effect the affection? The, the range? Let me find a spell thunderclap. Does it affect the allies who are standing shoulder to shoulder with you? No. At least only enemies. And it's also centered on him, so if it was, if he needed to hit eyes, the other person would, in fact, would be the ones be, like, directly adjacent to me. Well, both of them made it, so. Your spells. Where are you? There you go. Both of the guys in front of you made their saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortitude completely negates, so yeah, it's just a regular attack run. Right. Um, so he still takes the attack damage, but those anyone who fails the fortitude save takes an additional 5d8 under damage. Hmm, that's really good. Fortunately, barbarians and their fort saves. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a 20 foot radius burst. Barbarians and their. Well, I'll make, I'll make a roll for the other guys next to him as well. See if they roll a one. Nope. <laughs> the axe throwers are also barbarians. <laughs> uh, he still takes. <coughs> he takes cough of cough. 15 damage. Alright. He's still standing. It's a nice feat. Too bad I can only use it once, once per long rest. Alright. Zeon attacks. Zayn looks like he's starting to get tired. Anything in some of you guys? Yeah. Tired is a word to describe it. Tired is a word. Injured is another. But he decapitates another one. 
He's a really good fighter. Um, all right. So, as you guys continue to fight, you launching more bombs into the crowd, You, uh, the two of you, you know, trying to hold your ground, sundering their weapons, and slicing through orcs as best you can, following a few more, it feels like this horde of enemies will never end. Until... my friends. Until you hear this rallying horn blare. Off in the distance. And... Through the broken down gates, you see a cavalry charge mounting, led by Anduin Lothar, flanked by other knights on horses with lances and blades and spears, and with uh, dwarven griffin riders coming in from above them. Uh, this legion of, of mounted cavalry slams into the horde from behind, and you can immediately tell that the horde doesn't quite know how to handle this, because these massive armored mounted beasts blast into their flank and throw them into chaos and disarray. Um, the, <coughs> which is actually how this siege ends in, in the actual canon story of the First War. Um, the, mounted, the mounted cavalry rip through their ranks, just blasting left and right, and you see coming up to you guys, you see uh, Anduin Lothar, uh, his great sword swinging, left and right, decapitating uh, enemies as he rides through, barreling down to his side, Turalyon, uh, his, his uh, knight apprentice and, and, and squire, uh, also bearing a great sword, just slashing left and right, decapitating as they ride, their mounts crushing enemies underneath their feet uh, until they get up to you. Uh, they just carved, basically the cavalry just carved a swath through this horde around into the side, coming up uh, and, and like sort of cutting them off from their attack. And in the background, you see that massive uh, two-headed beast cr- uh, calling out in an unknown language, and the, the horde begins their retreat, fleeing back through the, int- through the broken gateway as dwarves riding griffins rain electrified hammers from above, just smashing left and right wherever they can. You have survived the night and survived the battle. This has been the first battle of what I expect to be a very long war. That axe hurt. Yeah, uh, Sulfurus so, so, so is seeing there blood dripping from his side from this massive gash, gashing wound. I need to make better bombs. <laughs> and that is where we'll end this one shot. Uh, so if, you're, if you look forward to more Sulfurus of a taste... If you look forward to more of a taste of the first war, uh, we are planning to revisit the first war sometime in the future in our actual place, so look forward to that. Um, But uh, thank you all very much for listening. We have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com, and you can support us financially on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. We only do all the content that we do thanks to the generous support of our patrons. You can be just as generous as Andrew Tonic and Chris Comfort, our $225 supporters for less than the price of a cup of coffee a month. So check us out. We really appreciate it, and we will see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.